Before we get started, I just wanted to talk about the format of this episode. It's similar to last um, Prac Teacher 101 because I think it was really valuable to get actual advice from a senior teacher. I want to get that more into Pracky and I think you found it really valuable as well. So I wanted to bring that to Ask Pracky. So I went out and got the expertise of two senior teachers with a combined 80 years of experience within the Australian educational field. And I asked them specifically about this week's topic, which is teacher burnout. The Bureau of Statistics now say that over 60% of young teachers within the first five years of their career are just dropping out and deciding that teaching's not for them and are walking out in a mass exodus saying that stress, workload and burnout are the main reason. So I asked these two senior experts of the educational field in Australia what practical tips they would give to a young teacher just entering the field not to get to this burnout within the first five years of their budding career. And they went macro level and kind of talked about education as a whole and how Australia sees education compared to other countries. And they also drilled down and gave specific advice. And I think it's really insightful, really interesting. I think you will get a lot out of it. So look forward to that. And I'll see you next week for another Ask Pracky Anything. Enjoy. My first um, appointment was in um, the western suburbs of Sydney in an area which they used to call Green Valley. Julian Mott is an educational expert with over 40 years experience in the classroom. After initially teaching in Sydney after emigrating from London, Julian returned to England to teach in Norfolk as the youngest housemaster in direct grammar school system. After working his way out to being deputy head, Julian returned to Brisbane to be the head of the Department of English at a GPS school. Peter Elysiums is a true all-rounder with over 35 years experience in the Australian school system. Peter is currently head of the Department of Social Science at the Brisbane GPS School, but has taught all over the country including South Australia, Victoria and Queensland. Peter has also a wealth of knowledge of boarding schools being housemaster in both Toowoomba and now in Brisbane. And it was a very, very low socioeconomic place, so much so that there were cases where they, you know, Kids got in, vandalised the schools, closed them down. I'm talking about, you may have heard of Mount Druitt, that area, and in those days it was really, it really was rough. I can remember the education um, <clears throat> lecturer saying to us on the very last uh, lecture we had in the uni, before we were all going off to various places, and we didn't know where we were being appointed to at that stage, because it was a centralised system in New South Wales. You know, you went where you were sent, you know. And they said, well, good luck, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he said, good luck, ladies and gentlemen. All I'll say to you is if you get Green Valley, resign immediately. And everybody laughed and that sort of thing. And I laughed as well. And what happened? They all got these <laughs> and I got Green Valley. And no, to be honest with you, all joking aside, that was probably the, one of the best things that happened to me because I found I had to learn the hard way. Um, I had to put the foot down. Um, I had to really assert myself. Um, and in doing that, though, uh, at the end of the day, I got respect out of that. Don't don't kid yourself. In a tough, rough area in a school, you have very bright kids too. You know, they're not all. Uh, it's wrong to think they're all stereotyped into couldn't care less or whatever. And I had some super, super classes. Do you think it would have been easy for another teacher in that situation to drop out and go? It's all too hard. But I didn't step out of teaching. I moved. 
And I think that's something that people should consider. If you're a, you know, if you're a good teacher, if you're committed in that instance, um, don't think you have to leave the teaching profession completely, but look around you. Partly one of the reasons I moved around is because, mm. and I say this to my prac teachers, that you might be having great success in one particular school, but you should have that confidence within yourself that you're still a good teacher and mm. that's where you want to go in life. Mm. It mightn't be the right fit for you. Schools mm. are very, very different, and schools themselves over time morph into different sorts of schools and change, the change in head and whatnot. But you've got to find that right fit. And I've mm. been at schools where I felt I had to be someone else to fit in with the paradigm of that school, and you just can't carry it off. The kids see mm. as being very inconsistent. So you've got to find that right fit. And I know that I had didn't have success in one school that I wasn't particularly enjoying teaching in. I knew it wasn't the right fit, so I was actively looking to go elsewhere. But it was quite ironic that in that school, you sort of get close to being retrenched, and you don't really change the person you are, and you go to another school, and then you get promoted to be head of department. So, yeah. so you go from, from you know, mm. ball lollies to chocolates rather than the other way around. When you're at that school, other things to watch out for is obviously work-life balance, Sometimes your head of department will set quite a bit of a marking load. And you've got to open up and be honest. If you can't get that marking done at a certain, obviously you've got to put in your hours. And, but you've got to be honest and, and transparent to say, look, you know, within the time frames and to do a good job, I need this amount of time and things like that. Because we've got to be kind to ourselves and challenge sometimes some timelines that are, that are foisted upon you. Um, so it's always important still to have a life outside of school yeah. rather than just being a teacher. because. I don't think you're going to be an exciting teacher with stories to tell if all you do is go home and sit in a dark corner and mark all the time with a red pen. So. I know in Finland it always gets trumped out as being the global quality of education, the gold standard. But in our video this week, we made the comparison that in Europe, in, in Northern Europe, where education is always the gold standard, they see teaching as something inherent, as something an X factor that someone might have, and that's not necessarily something that you can teach. And I know in countries like Australia, like you get a barbecue, you say you're a teacher, and people say, oh, those who can do, those who can't teach, and there's that kind of and feeling towards education, <laughs> the holidays. Do you think that the high dropout rate is kind of linked to people thinking education might be easy, might be the easy option, and then they go into it and then they realise it's actually something quite difficult. And I've often said, as, as you know, that I think one of the great um, teaching um, areas is adapting and, and recognising the advantages of failure. Mm. And that, I think, is also in there. So you see, if a kid comes through and he's been sort of... Um, uh, encouraged all the way through but not necessarily in a realistic way then when he gets into something or oh, it's a he she when they get into something like um, a fairly demanding course academic course um, they can't handle it mm. and then when they go into a situation with teaching sometimes um, they can't handle it Instead of them, in a sense, they really need somebody to take them aside earlier in the piece and said, listen, life isn't easy. Um, you'll find there's problems in life. But what you have to understand is that that is character building. And I know that sounds cliches, but that is character building. So don't look at everything in terms of a disadvantage. Look at it in terms of a positive. And even when it's hard, look at it in terms of a positive. So if you go into a school and the kids are tough, 
and it's hard going, okay, look at the big picture. You don't necessarily have to put up with that all the way through, but look at it from the angle of a positive. Out of those kids, I don't care who they are and the roughest um, areas, out of there, there are kids who are real gold. Mm. Um, but you see, if they get their teachers who are despondent, uh, uh, they get the idea, oh, the teacher can't be bothered with me, so I'm not bothered with me, you see. And with your you dropout, yeah, I reckon teachers need to be, or young teachers need to know that the job is very demanding. You've got to wear many different hats. You've mm. got to be an entertainer. You've got to be yeah. organised. And you've got to be enthusiastic. I think you said, is there a certain character type? I think there is. I think you need to have that bit of X factor. You need to be enthusiastic and passionate about what you're teaching. I think if you haven't got that, get out. You need mm. to be passionate because um, you had that experience yourself whereby you had a science teacher and science wasn't your first love, but you actually aced the subject when the teacher yeah. himself was very exuberant and enthusiastic about what he was teaching. You get someone who's just got a very interesting topic area, but mm. if they're just pedestrian and just yeah. going through the motion, how do they expect the kids to actually? You were talking about workload um, and first, first, teacher, first year teachers getting mammoth workloads. I actually asked this question to Scott Harding the other day. Um, and his, his advice to me about this was in your first year, don't do any co-curricular at all and just well, focus on your studies. Now, I know you were, you're, you've were you been stretched thin with football and head of yeah, department well, and also your cousin Richard has been stretched thin. What's your advice to people about being stretched thin across too many different I'm, areas well, in the first few years? It is a balancing act and I think it's quite unfair, as Julian said. More often than not, you'll get your junior teacher getting the worst behaved classes at the school string, the, the lowest string classes where there's the biggest discipline issues, and there's no great orientation program, you're expected to sink or swim, and your workload can be mammoth. So I think we need structural change rather than, and, and there's no great silver bullet or advice here I can give to teachers other than it will be tough. and, and to survive, you, you will need to put in some hard yards. As I said, you've got to be open with your head of department and they should be supporting you. We talked about this regime before, that that support's crucial. And just say what is possible. You still need to have that work-life balance, but there will be some long hours and big hours mm. being put in. And hopefully, if you can survive that baptism of fire, things do, as, as we all found out, you, you do eventually with seniority get the better classes and fewer of them it's, it's the wrong way around and, and I think we need to have a look at that in all schools and why should it be that someone who is still learning their craft gets exposed to all the challenges the big challenges it really is quite crazy I just tend to think that um, this is where the government and universities could play a much bigger part I think that they should um, insist schools all schools not just um, public schools but all schools uh, undertake a survey and in that survey, they should be able to show to the central body just what the teaching load is for their new teachers coming in and teachers generally, okay? Um, because I think if that becomes public, then people then, can, uh, the teachers can then argue and say, well, you know, mm. nothing's disguised. And that would help perhaps with some parents who often, you know, the number of times I found in this school that you'd get a phone call because sometimes I'd work back late and it would maybe be about quarter past five and some parents say, can I speak to Mr Bloggs? I said, no, he's gone home. Oh, what, gone home? 
And you feel like saying, no, no, he sleeps in a coffin in the other room, you know, all night, and then raises when the bats come round, you know what I mean. Yeah. And um, he'd be going home and doing some marking more, more often than not. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. He might have dinner, might have some free time, family time, but the chances are he'll be he'll be doing some marking yeah. later on. And, yeah. and with our media these days and, and tablets, then there's no reason why you have to be in the fixed place at the one time. Everyone's no. making call. That's right. So mm. in a few sentences, what would be your practical advice to young students going fresh into the workforce to try and make their first five years well, as went, good as possible. You went in, in, into it for a reason, always evaluate those reasons. If they're pure mm. and you want to be a teacher, go in there with the full expectation with what we've said, that you're going to mm. come across different systems and, and, and different demands. It is going to be very, very demanding, but it's a very rewarding job and you have to wear it, I'm afraid, for some mm. of that time. Um, but go in there fully expecting to, to be working hard, marking hard, but you get great rewards. But don't forget that you need that X factor as well. You need to be enthusiastic about what you do yeah. and, and have that work-life balance and mm-hmm. try to find that right fit. And, and be honest, be transparent. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling a little bit, let others know and you should have that, hopefully, that supportive head yeah. of the department. If not, it's not the right school to be in. Well, so, Julian, in a few sentences, what well, yeah, okay. the few things that What you worries me is the sort of teacher you're talking about mm. who is dedicated, very able, etc., etc., but doesn't stay in the profession. No. They leave. We've lost and that many. is the concern. Yeah. Not those are teachers, you know. And why did they move on? And I think they move on because of the structure that they work under. So they, they're not being listened to enough their innovative ideas aren't always considered and that's not always because management are anti them but it's because management is flat out too so that's what I'm saying about that idea of releasing Mm. time is essential and the number of times and and Peter would bear this out the number of times um, we you know management say oh let's try this this and this and I always used to feel a bit like an old Joe but it was true. Yes, let's do it. Okay, where's the time to do this? Mm. And of course, they could never answer that because there is no time. And so what might have been a good idea is thrown out. And so those people attached to that good idea, particularly new enthusiastic teachers, they become disillusioned. Yeah.